going everyone? This is your boy Wayne, aka the Benoit Boy. And this is another edition of the Benoit Boy Files, previewing the Philadelphia Eagles against the New York Giants. Now, this is a big game for our boys in Midnight Green. The Cowboys have left the door open for us to steal this division. The NFC East, or should I say the NFC least, because let's face it, this division has been abysmal all year. All this talk at the beginning of the season of us being Super Bowl contenders totally went down the toilet with a combination of just poor play, injuries, and bad play calling from the coaches. But that was then and this is now. And we got a chance to at least put our foot on the door of getting in this playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna look cheesy, it's gonna look bad. It could be as bad as being potentially being seven and nine and still getting in. Let's hope that's not the case. But there are some storylines to be told on this game. Yes, the New York Giants has lost eight in a row. Yes, Danny Dimes, AKA Daniel Jones is not playing. But you know something? The Giants are getting some of their key components back in their tight end, Evan Ingram, Darius Clayton, and Golden Tate. So they're going to have their full component of offensive skill set players, including their all-world running back and Saquon Barkley. So Eli Manning, all he got to do is just stay upright, right? Well, here's the thing that makes the Giants the Giants. Eli Manning, as great as he was, as the Tom Brady killer that he is, once you rattle his cage, he gets happy feet. He gets that look on his face looking like Woody from Toy Story. I say it once, I say it a thousand times, but that's exactly what he looks like. But, if all he got to do is manage the game, the Giants could be a problem. And the reason I say that is because our defense, even though we, we played well the last four games, we, lay, we laid a huge egg against the Miami Dolphins, a team that we should have mopped the floor with. The questions come, come around as far as the defense is concerned. Now, the Jim, the Jim Schwartz was got a little bit too complacent. Was he reading his newspaper clippings a little bit too hard? Thinking that he just going to steamroll the Dolphins? Maybe. But some of the things that I think that, that he cannot ignore, and I know that he probably loves his players like Jalen Mills, Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, etc., etc. But there's some things that he cannot ignore. Our secondary, our safeties, not exactly the fleetest of foot. They're good in the box players, but Malcolm Jenkins might have lost a step. Same for Rodney McLeod, especially since, you know, he had knee, knee injuries. So, what I think Jim Schwartz should have done more is employ a little more cover too. 
more cover two instead of single high safety. Now what that does, it splits the field in halves. It gives cornerback help in case they get beat. Now, does it put more pressure on the linebackers? Of course it does. But, at least it, it prevents the chance of getting beaten over the top. Our defensive tackles has been subpar at best. I'm not saying that Fletcher Cox has been playing like a bum, because he hasn't. But it's kind of hard to really do anything when you're getting double and triple team. Now granted, a key player that's been out all year in Malik Jackson when he had that Liz Franck injury. Timmy Jernigan has been okay, but he's also coming off an injury as well. So you can't really fault him for the subpar play. So what's that mean? Lack of pocket um, as far as the defensive lineman getting to the quarterback. And I know that he's been using a lot of that NASCAR package, i.e. putting Brandon Graham or sometimes Vinnie Curry up the middle and then putting Deshaun Hall and Josh Sweat on the outside or maybe even uh, Derek Barnett when he's healthy. Even though that's a good package because it does employ their quickness, they will get beat if the offensive linemen employ the right type of protection scheme. Whether it's a max protect, whether it's a running back that comes out the backfield, does a chip. So in this game, Jim Schwartz needs to employ a little more cover too. Because Evan Ingram, when he's on his game, he's a hell of a tight end. He's a wide receiver playing tight end. But we also got to make sure that we keep Saquon Barkley contained. Because if you get that kid going, it's over. It's a wrap. Now, as far as what the Eagles need to do, it's quite simple. Execute. Now, we can go ahead and say all we want to say about what Ducky P needs to do. And there are some things I would like to see Doug Peterson do. I like to see him run the pistol formation every once in a while. Not saying that he's got to run, Wentz got to run, but have some design rollouts out of the pistol. Every once in a while, give him a quarterback keeper. Wentz looks healthy now, so why not take advantage of that? I would also either use uh, Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard on the occasional pro set formation, i.e. making either one of those two guys the H-back or the fullback. What that does, probably got it because he seems to be a better blocker. What that does, it gives Wentz a lot of flexibility because he can call running plays out of there and he can definitely uh, call out some passing plays out of the pro set. A lot of button hooks, a lot of slants, in routes, out routes, out of the pro set. That's a forgotten formation that was a staple out of the West Coast offense from the heydays of Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers when Bill Walsh brought the West Coast offense into the fold. 
I think uh, Doug Peterson kind of gotten away from that because he loves using the spread variation of the West Coast offense. Now, the spread works. If you got guys that can run the routes, get open, and can catch the ball. But when you have those problems, that's why our offense is sputtering. And not to mention, I think that Peterson kind of gets away from a good run-pass ratio. Last week, we was literally a 1-4 to four ratio with a run and pass. We was up by two touchdowns. We started throwing the football. Why? We could have just pounded a rock and just let our defense swallow up Fitzpatrick like what was happening in the first quarter. So in this game, it's simple. Against Eli Manning and the Giants, contain Barkley, make Manning beat us with the pass, and hit his ass every time he throws the football. Whether he makes his completion or not, that's irrelevant. Because like I said before, and I'm sure my fellow Eagle fans can attest too, when Eli Manning gets hit, he gets rattled, he gets happy feet, he gets scared, he throws. He makes bumbling, fumbling interceptions and fumbles. That's how you beat the Giants. And that's how the Eagles will win. They will win 24-13. And being the tie with those idiotic Dallas Cowboys who can't seem to get out their own way. Truthfully, the Cowboys should be walking away with this division. On paper, they, they're, they're more talented but they can't seem to get out their own way. And me as an Eagles fan, hey, I'll take it any way we can get it. This is the right time for us to go ahead and control our destiny and take the NFC East crown and go into the playoffs hot. Because yeah, One of the other teams that may come into the link, whether it be Seattle, whether it be the 49ers, whether it be Minnesota, when they come to the link, when the link is rocking, they don't want none of us. Trust and believe. Just like what Malcolm Jenkins said, we all we got, we all we need. That's what the Eagles need to do. That's my time, y'all. I just want to go ahead and express my views on this upcoming game, Eagles versus Giants. Please hit me up with your thoughts. And let's enjoy some football today. Everyone out there, take care. Happy holidays. Be well. Be blessed. This is your boy Wayne signing off from the Panoboy Files. Peace.